and that's how I became Ass Diesel. Everybody, everybody's alternate every Thursday uh, show right here on twitch.tv slash Diesel and twitch.tv slash DM. It's after the roll where it spontaneously drops. And we're back. And we're going to discuss last week's episode of Not Actually Heroes Cataclysm, Germany's favorite D&D podcast. We have the Matrix. It's true. I am your host, Clan Diesel. Joining me tonight for our lovely festivities, if they don't die, Ellen. I do. It's your fault. It's our one and only DM for after the roll, Dr. Diz. DM, how you doing, Diz? Great. Just, of course, just doing here, things over here. Pay no attention to the man with the tool hat on. Joining us, as always, one of the three cantankerous, just mean old bastards here on Twitch. Double up, Buck. Joining us again for the second time, because I thought this was episode four, but it's actually three. It's Ellen. How you doing, Ellen? Not too shabby. Hi, everybody. That's right. Please try not to die during this episode. Again, it'd be your fault. That's true, you know. And then joining us for the first time in a long time, or ever, really, but I wanted to make him feel very welcome. It's at Regan Streams. What up, Regan? What's up? Don't make me feel too welcome. I'll overstay my, my welcome. I right, promise well, get you. Get out. Can I leave the call? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you're wondering what we're doing here, we're here to talk about, like I said, not actually Heroes Cataclysm. The homebrewed D&D 5e campaign made by our one and only, not actually Heroes DM, Dr. Diz. So, if I give him a round of applause. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. All right. So, here we go. For my favorite part and yours, we start off always with discussions. Yeah, wait for the animations. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah. All right, cool. Like that's an animation. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. God damn it. It just took me like two hours to make. Beautiful. That's that's how it goes, right? Two hours for the work, two seconds of animation. It's like we're Pixar making Toy Story in 1994. All right, so Diz, I have a couple questions just for you, the DM. All right. Feel free to answer as best you can without giving away information about the future of the campaign. All right. I know some information Mm -hmm. is under NDA. It is locked away in your safe under Funkin' Wagnall's porch in a hermetically sealed mayonnaise jar. Yep. I will be murdered on site if I share it. Okay, there you go. It's weird because he's the one that writes it. So if someone's murdering him, I don't know who it is. (laughs) All right, ready? Here we go. Question time. It's the beholder. It's always the beholder. (laughs) Actually, it would be, in our case, it would be an undead beholder wearing plate mail. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you need to go to youtube.com slash nerdacopia underscore network. And check out past episodes of Not Actually Heroes. So, question number one is, where did the idea for Foxhole come from? 
Mm. So, um, Foxhole. Like the name or the city itself? Or it's not really a city. Like a whole uh, wall. Well, both actually. <laughs> where did where did this come from? Because it's not a you know a place that I am familiar with in the Forgotten mm-hmm. Realms. So right. I was just assumed that this came out of the mind of the one, the only Dr. Diz DM. So I needed a place originally I thought of the I think they're called, I call them the Ungilded. Um, they are the, the remnants of the gnomes coming into Daggerford and like basically taking all the jobs away from like the dwarfs and the humans and everybody and replacing them with like magical machinery that does their jobs for them. So a lot of people are without jobs. Um, there used to be a lot of like trade guilds and stuff. And so I needed a place for them. So there was a really convenient place that had been destroyed a thousand years ago, uh, Waterdeep. I think I know uh, that It was place. in ruins. And so I figured that was a good place for them to hide. Originally, I thought that when I envisioned it, I, I, I saw them kind of coming out of like beneath the ruins, like living like in the sewer system. But then um, I thought it would be cooler if they had just maybe formed like a civilized place in this like wasteland you know it's just like all of this wasteland and you know right in the middle of it's a flower you know and it's 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 foxhole um foxhole is just i thought it sounded like a good name for like a hiding place and it's it's kind of like their hideout so uh that's where foxhole comes from all right makes sense makes sense i was just curious thought it would be a good question uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks, thanks for the answer. It was right. guildless. Guildless, yeah. There you the go. The guildless. I always need All my right. notes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you have one job, one job. It's create the campaign, do all the graphics, and get ready for the questions I'm going to ask you that you have no idea of beforehand. That's why I keep the notes. <laughs> I don't understand why this is so difficult. All right, question number two: <laughs> Will it be possible? For the other characters in the campaign to get the damn communicator. Yes, it is actually very simple. It's it's a very simple enchantment. I don't know why they haven't did it up until this point. So you're All saying basically is get an item and uh, find somebody who can enchant something and mm-hmm. have one of the other ones nearby so that they can attune it to that. Um, and it would basically almost be like a day's worth of enchantment, you know, time. It would probably be very inexpensive. Uh, I'm not really sure. I don't interject usually a lot into the campaign uh, unless I just have to. Uh, but yeah. That one I felt uh, personally as a player in the campaign, it was a question that needed to be addressed. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you guys just left Daggerford. You know, this is... Uh, humongous city you know filled full of uh merchants and you know we should have kidnapped a gnome i mean they were kind of <laughs> on the run you they even met a guy sh- you even met a guy who did enchantments <laughs> that's true that's true that's true <laughs> all right question number three for diz let's talk a little bit about changelings mm-hmm and why they are so damn important 
or at least you've made them that way in this campaign. Why are they so important? <laughs> I only know of one changeling so far in the campaign. Your son. Um, from the beginning, actually. What other changeling are you, are you talking about? Do you know of more? What have you been told? <laughs> I'm just saying, as a player care, as a player, I know that there is another changeling in the party because they have discussed this. Oh, did they? It came I, out. It came I out in it. the last episode, right? No. I don't I don't think so. No. The players actually know, but uh, uh, us as characters have no clue yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. My character doesn't know, but I know. You you know yes yes that they that they that's, that's it's what hard they are. to keep this stuff secret when uh, we share a D and D Beyond yeah. campaign and you can see the exactly. character sheets exactly right. I wish there was a feature maybe in D and D Beyond where you could actually uh, mask different things so that the other players can't see them uh, or something like that. Yeah. That would be interesting. Well, you know, Wizards of the Coast just bought D and D Beyond, so get on that. It is. I mean, I I need to start tweeting them or something, but. Uh, one moment that you're probably talking about was like in the very first episode, we had a scene where um, one of the characters, you know, disclosed that she was a changeling. And then mm -hmm. there was some events that happened shortly thereafter with a person that looked exactly like her. And now she's a changeling, so she could be anything she wanted to be. But for some reason, you guys happened upon a a human being that looked just like the form that she had assumed. Um, right. So it was just an odd thing. And that, I don't think that question's ever been really answered or touched upon anymore. So. Right. But it came back up in the last episode too, right? Where someone used their ability as a changeling to take on the appearance of a barmaid. Yes, yes, we got to see some of that uh, in action. Uh, I think that's okay. the first and, time. So. And, and the armor as is, well. So <laughs> Exactly. And what I want to kind of touch on is that, you know, most D&D &D campaigns, I think, stick to the, you know, peanut butter and jelly of D&D. &D. So humans, dwarves, elves, uh, you know, halflings, maybe a tiefling here and there for flavor. Mm -hmm. They better. Um, but... It seems that uh, changelings, the the species, the race, may play an important part in this in this campaign, as they seem to have been multiple characters that have just been changelings. Even though our players don't, you know, our characters don't know that, except for the mm -hmm. one, um, yeah. you know, they the changelings seem to keep popping up as it were. I would say that that is a very good conspiracy theory. All right, write it down, chat. You heard it here first. I think there is an ongoing changeling conspiracy in the campaign. Get ready for it. We'll find out in four to five years <laughs> when the campaign yeah, ends. True. Yeah, at the uh, end of the campaign, right. I do say that I will answer any question at that point. Um, it's the ultimate after the roll. Yep, it is. Because there are no more. Yep, we'll, have, we'll try to have everybody over. that we can from the campaign on that episode. And uh, 
Exactly. I, I will answer any of the questions. So will okay. it actually be called End of the Realm? Uh, maybe. 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 Yep. Uh, That's a good uh, uh, title for you. Let me let me DM the legal department. All right, copyrighted. Nice, thanks. <clears throat> okay, uh, so next question. Mm-hmm. Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet almost seems to have like a superpower where she basically just stared down this person and they ran away. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of little tidbits, little things at all that you can tell us about this character? Scarlet. Hmm. That's a rough one. Um, so you haven't seen her fight at all. So you mm-hmm. don't even know. She has a really cool sword and she likes to hide her face, which means she has to be really powerful because all the people that are really powerful just hide their face because they don't need the recognition. Right. There they you know go. they're That's a right. badass. Um, and then my question to you guys is, um, so we had that one character that was on the airship, right, with you guys, and now you find him him following you to the Rins Waterdeep, and then like it almost seemed like he was going to attack you. Um, what do you think was going on there? If I can turn it around turn that question around on you guys, because I don't know how much I can give away on Scarlet. You guys didn't get a whole lot out of her. She was very guarded when she was talking, and you guys were too. So it was. I guess the only person that could answer that's me. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, all of you experienced I mean, it. I mean, I just curious well, no, what you thought. Me, Clan, and and Lady were the only three that were there. Yeah. When he was there. She scared him off before the rest of the party showed up. Oh, I thought they came around uh, and he was still there. You had him coming around as we were talking with Scarlet after he had went off. No. Yeah, but they would have been told, so. Um, I'm just curious if anybody had any conspiracy theories or ideals or... Well, actually, I, this is a question that I have for the players coming up. Okay. <laughs> I won't take it away. Sorry. Just over here stealing clans questions. Overshadowing. I know. Uh, did, I need you to man, there's call. an agenda. It's called uh, <laughs> it's called deflecting. So so I didn't have to answer that question. I know what you're doing, sir. This isn't my first one. All right. So uh well uh slot during discussions Diz has made oh there they are there's everybody i was gonna say yeah. during discussions Diz has made a scene where it focuses on me and him and then when we get to the players part it goes back to everybody so that's what that was about okay so final question for Diz. tell us a little bit about the mayor the mayor um... the mayor of waterdeep the mayor of this town that no longer exists. So he apparently lives underground somewhere there uh, in Waterdeep, right? So in, in a pineapple under the sea. He seems to be lonely because when you guys showed up, he said that, you know, he was really excited about you guys being there because... Uh, I think he said something about, you know, finally some guests or something like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Raz told you that he likes to be entertained. And as I gave you kind of a brief glimpse at the rooms that you're going into, uh, it seems to be some type of puzzle rooms. Uh, so I'm sure he's kind of watching that and enjoying it. I don't know if they're deadly or not. Uh, the The players don't know much about where they are, but if anybody was to happen to, I don't even know that we were streaming that part of the old campaign. We so were not. I don't, I don't think only like the players that might have played in it and might remember it would kind of kind of recall back to what this place could be. Um, I don't know. Um, you really don't have a whole lot more to go on besides that. Uh, it seems that everybody kind of follows in line for him. So you would imagine he's either very powerful or he has really pulled one over on a lot of people because the pirates, uh, the bandits, and the people yeah. from Foxhole all kind of fall in line to his uh, what he says goes. I was going to say, for somebody that lives underground, everyone on the service knows him, or at least yeah. knows of him. Because mm-hmm. all you, all we had to do was go in and mention, do you know how to get to the Mayor Waterdeep? And everybody had some kind of an answer or know who to go to to see the Mayor Waterdeep and also what the Mayor Waterdeep does in that area. So like you said, keeps the pirates in check, keeps the bandits in check. You know, nobody kind of no one faction seems to get power over the other. They are all fall in line to the mayor of Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, with that, our discussions section is over. So this next session will be focused mainly on the players. So uh, the first question I have is, what does everybody think about Stenasi's entrance? <laughs> Are we talking us or characters? Both. Both? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's basically the same. Uh, I laughed my ass off because Eldrick was obviously uncomfortable with the implications. And Josh jumps in to kind of toss you under the bus there and make you look like an idiot. So I was highly you. entertained. <laughs> Yep. Eldrick wanted everybody to know he didn't have to pay for it, is what he was trying <laughs> to get it across. If you protest too much, we don't believe you. Exactly, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> so so as the character of Stanasi, on a scale of uh, zero to ready, I was definitely uh, a Kevin Hart, man. I was not ready to just poof into your room, clan. Um, no one ever is. I mean, you know, <laughs> But uh, I had fun with it. It was it was it was it was, it was a great time. It was it was, it was fun. a fun, unique entrance for a character yeah. to make into yeah. a campaign. I will I will give it that. And I mean, what? Uh, go, go ahead. I was gonna say, you, you know, you've played with. Uh, let me rephrase that because she poofed into your room while you were naked. Um, you have you as the player, not as the character, have prior experience with Stanasi and are familiar yes. with. Um, you know, kind of how reserved she is and how very like timid she can be um so that's kind of why like even though we were put into that kind of awkward situation you know you're gonna see stanasi at least here 
for as long as she stays. Um, yeah, she'll be she'll she'll definitely be kind of attached at um, Eldrick's uh, hip for a little bit. Nice. nice. So I think I, I think it was, you know, while it was a little nerve wracking playing the situation, I think for, um, you know, as Tanasi would see it, it was very much one of those like, what better way than to get to know and to open up to another character than just getting the full frontal. There you go. Yep. There, there is nothing. Hidden. That was a role. That was a random role on where she really? was going to pop in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. The dice nice. worked in our favor. That's true. Yeah. They don't normally work in her favor. So that was huh. good. So what did you think about Stanasi's arrival? Buck? JD thinks there's too many ass and ears for our mission at hand. There's too much shit going on and not enough people involved with the core of what the hell we're doing. So to JD, it's just like, like he said in the tavern, who the hell is this? And why are we adding a whole nother person? Because it's hard enough for him to trust the four that he left with when one's lied to him, let alone all you new people. <laughs> and then you add one one more to that mix, and he's not he's not okay with that either. Yeah. It's mainly his military background, though, where you know he was trained to do a mission. Your team goes and does the mission. Deviation from the mission can cause somebody else to die. Especially new people that don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. There's been wait. a lot of turnover in our party. Wait till there's <laughs> a uh, there's a bad roll. That's and chaos yeah. unfolds. That's that's true. <laughs> you may get Speaking. shot and killed. <laughs> that is Just always an option. I. That is always an option. All right. Well, speaking of Stenasi and Regan, so Regan, since this is your first time on the show, please tell us a little bit about Stenasi. So Stenasi uh, was a character that uh, was created for the other campaign, uh, the one that was put on hold for a little bit. She yep. is a wild magic sorceress um, with a bit of a, a bit of a past that um, Buck and, and Clan, again, from your previous experience, you, you guys kind of know a little bit of her backstory, but uh, not to not to influence uh, Ellen one way or another. I'm, I'm not really going to divulge that part of it. Uh, I do think I spoke a little bit too much when I said Stanasi may or may not be her real name. Um, but uh, she's, you know, she's just trying to find herself in this world. Um, she's got a little bit of a, of a dark history that um, part of it is that she's running away from part of it is, you know, she may be running to it, you know, and, you know, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, she's my baby. I, she's by far out of all the characters that I've rolled and created with you guys. The Nazi's the one that for whatever reason I've attached myself a lot to, and, and, you know, I'm really glad uh, to have been, Kind of just like I, I threw the idea out to Diz right before we got started, and uh, thankful for Diz to just kind of run with the idea and, and let me bring her back for a little bit. So. Yeah, two things. One, I can understand running away. She did see a tiefling drop a mech. <laughs> uh, two, uh, that was going to be actually a follow up question. Of mine is like I know as the player, me, Clan Diesel, where Sanasi comes from, but I was like, you know what. 
made you and Diz decide to bring Stanasi over from the Forgotten, the other campaign, into the Cataclysm? I mean, honestly, it's just the fact that my my character for this campaign for 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 Cataclysm, uh, I think Diz said that he was like left behind in the town or something because I have I had some IRL stuff to take care of and haven't been able to be around. Yeah. Um, and kind of util- utilizing the fact that with Sanasi, you know, wild magic, she, if I roll a one, I have a whole other table from uh, one to 100 that I roll on and different mm-hmm. things can happen uh, based on what that follow-up roll is. And yeah, Like killing my character, which you did like once. Nearly, yeah, nearly wiping the entire party one night. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we, we had a situation where a couple, I think I believe it was a couple episodes in a row, she kind of just disappeared. In the middle of battle, she was just gone. Yep. And then reappeared, dropped some people off, and then was gone again. Yep. So kind of just kind of, you know, being able to, you know, again, with this as the DM, allowing me to kind of use that opportunity where she disappeared in the other campaign. Oh, well, this is happening simultaneously. Well, let's just bring her over here, you know, and, yep. and kind of just run with it and see where it goes. Does she yeah. even know where she is right now? She has no idea where she's at. She has no idea where she's at. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, where Cataclysm's taken, it's it's on the whole other side of the, of the world, isn't it? We're on a different continent in Cataclysm so, than we are in the Forgotten. And even 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 in the Forgotten, you know, she's kind of aware where she at because she's been on the lamb, so to speak. Um, but even that area and that that continent uh, of uh, I believe it's Oz, where we're at, still it's, it's unfamiliar territory to her as well. So she's going through a lot with very little knowledge of exactly where she's at and kind of what to expect. Okay. All right. Ellen, your character had a bit of a moment that we talked about earlier in, in the episode, but uh, like I said, our characters don't know about it, but the part but you know everybody playing their characters know about it can you talk a little bit about that yes so um at the start of the session i had decided that you know Kyrie's kind of not the most trusting individual and this scarlet character seemed to react to seeing her the night before and she didn't get a good look at her face she knew that there are people in her past that uh she would really prefer not see her around and she decided that she was gonna see if she could get a better look to figure out if she was actually in trouble or if it was just some odd coincidence so she decided she was going to disguise herself as the waitress from downstairs and talk her way into getting a good look at Scarlett's face Gotcha. Okay. All right. As far as she knows, Scarlet wasn't su- suspicious at that point because she didn't know her. So she just moved on. And then That's true. Diz decides to screw with me later. <laughs> <laughs> I like that episode. I was messing with you the entire time. You were doing <laughs> so much. I was sitting there and I was like, Diz, what the fuck are you doing? like i was like this man is trying to get my character outed right now like he's trying to blow her goddamn cover (laughs) Uh, 
All right. So building on your character speed reveal, changelings. How does everybody feel about changelings? And we'll start with Buck, since I know he has a real emotional resonance about this. So, Buck, tell me. Tell me a little bit about changelings and JD's past with changelings. So, it's not really that JD hates or despises a changeling. JD's issue is, if you lie to him, if you deceive him, then to him, you're, you're no use to him anymore because he can't trust you with anything. So the very first changeling in the campaign, we were with them for a year. Never once did they ever let us know. And then we're riding off to go save somebody captured and they change out of the blue on horseback in the middle of the run and nobody knows what the hell happened. And then we find the one that looks just like her and so now JD's mindset is, did this person infiltrate our team, get her kidnapped, and then they were bold enough to ride with us to go save her? So at that point, JD didn't trust the thing coming out of her mouth. So it's not really that he hates changelings. It's you had a year to divulge this and you didn't. So now with the new one in the party, it all depends on how this plays out on what JD's going to do. Mm -hmm. It depends okay. on what kind of trust she broke. She breaks prior to that happening. I mean, he's already threatened to kill Exire if he lies to him again. And she heard that, so. <laughs> that is true. JD is not silent about his threats to murder. It happened in the Zero episode. So. That's true. That's true. That is. However, true. JD has not murdered any innocent person. Yeah. He has a code. <laughs> it's the Konami code. He's the thing is, is it genuinely innocent or is it JD's version of innocent? Mm. That's the You'll real never question. Know. That, that <laughs> is the question. That is the Very question. Very subjective. Exactly. <laughs> yep. JD is like chaotic good. He'll do what's good. It's just oh, I'm chaotic neutral. Yeah, I was gonna say this sounds more chaotic neutral than everything. I am uh, chaotic neutral. Because if it's by his code, then uh, you know, where's the gray so, area? <laughs> Ellen, since you're playing one, what are your thoughts on change lines? I just thought it would be fun, and then I come in here and I find out. Oh shit, they've got a nasty track record with change. Like, <laughs> this is gonna be great. I could have told you, but I didn't. You really didn't until I was committed. You're, you're our, really saying this chaotic evil. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Nah, uh, but I was like, well, it'll make for fun story. That's true. And it has so far. See, the real kicker was when Diz let me have the armor I wanted because uh, all this bitch needs is six seconds out of you guys' sight, and uh, she's someone else. That's so true. I'm excited because she's a lot of fun, but also <laughs> potential for drama. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Uh, so what do you think about it, Regan? 
changelings to me are like magnets. I don't know how they work, um, but I'm sure it's going to be very attractive gameplay. Yeah. Lead us into no, some I, sticky situations. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was it was it was interesting to try and follow along um, the first uh, the first interaction there where um, Ellen was peeping or trying to trying to get some. You make it skull. sound so creepy. I mean, <laughs> you changed into someone it, else it to snoop creepy. on somebody. It's, it's, it's like a little, when you think about windows, it. Windows. When you think I, about it, I was very upfront. I knocked on the door. You were like you pseudo wearing That's somebody else's peeping. skin. You know, um, there's a difference. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think it'll be interesting, and um, you know, I am I am curious to see uh, JD's reaction if. Uh, if Ellen isn't able to sneak away for those six seconds. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I myself like a little chaos. So I love, I love the, the chaotic, the chaotic, chaotic energy that a change league will bring to the party. Yeah. JD's reaction will be good. Everybody's reaction I think will be good. Once oh, yeah. they find out, uh, the truth. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be pretty good. So, yeah, thanks to the exire thing, it's already on her mind. She's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to tell him sooner rather than later." That's right. We're not, we're not good with secrets. <laughs> well, especially uh, Josh's character with how loud he speaks. He's definitely not good at secrets. Because I could, I could have walked out of that room with no issues. But no, Josh. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so. I think you'd have to blame Clan's character for that, though, because he was being kind of loud. And Josh, I was. It. Listen, I saw what was happening, and I saw a moment for comedy. It was great. Josh also saw a moment for comedy, and we ran with it. But that's what we do. We tag team comedy. <laughs> Just comedy. Not. Never mind. This is a PG show. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so uh the next question what is everyone's opinion on scarlet and ellen i'll start with you since your moment actually was because of scarlet so beginning of the episode Kyrie was like all right she's not who i thought she might be we're good it's fine she's just a random person from the tavern then when she showed up later and uh gave her a bit of a look she's like fuck this is somebody that has the potential to blow my cover and would not hesitate to do it so uh she's not real happy about it right now not at all <laughs> under understandable <laughs> what about you regan since you're new what do you think about scarlet um as the Nazi, I'm interested. I'm interested. She, uh, oh yeah, she has a certain flair that, and 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 kind of like <sighs> dominating type personality. It seems like that Sanasi is is definitely kind of get can get herself in trouble with. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how long how long um you know my character sticks around and um. Just, just, just for whatever dynamics that can that can bring Sanasi, somebody who, um, it's not exactly sort of focused, um, when when she gets smitten, um, 
but uh but yeah i mean like you said i'm new i don't have i don't have a lot of interaction to build off of yet but for right now sanasi's interest is peaked yes curiosity has been peaked be careful you know what they say about curiosity you know it's it's a fun thing they kill the cat we'll see trying to give this ideas here Please don't. Please don't. I, I, I'm already scared JD's going to murder me, you know, one no, night while no. I'm on watch. Give this ideas. Let just pick on someone else for a change. <laughs> All right, Buck, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Scarlet? JD's pissed at her. Two reasons. One, he was in the middle of questioning the asshole in the alleyway and she interfered. Mm-hmm. He needed to gather intel. Two, he's already, I guess, leery and and wanting to find who keeps taking fucking shots at him, and then he sees somebody on a rooftop watching them. So he already doesn't like her, even if she's supposedly trying to protect them. She interfered with him, and then had it in his mind that that may very well be the person he wants to take out anyways. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe it is the person he wants to take out and Diz is just playing it off as a nice person right now. You never know. That's true. If I, if I see a big-ass rifle come out on her at any point in time, though, JD <laughs> may start shooting and ask questions later. Especially if one of those shots hits as hard as it hit Progwin. Yeah. May, may very well have to jump in there and start blasting and get a hold of that gun. <laughs> uh, all right. So next question, and we'll start with Regan on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mayor so far? I'm not sure. Remind me again, the mayor. Uh, you've not met them yet, but you went down underground and the guy in the, the intercom. Ruins of the guy, the, the intercom. guy on the intercom. Yes. All right, all right. I am getting some very strong jigsaw vibes. <laughs> like obviously the puzzles, clearly, right? Um. I don't want to believe that we're in any real danger. I think this is more just a test of our savviness more so than something that can potentially get us hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I didn't like the way Diz looked away for a second just now, for the record. I'm going to point that just, one out. I'm just looking on the stream. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting some serious, serious Jigsaw vibes. Um, Maybe not as lethal, but definitely that, you know, he likes to be entertained. Uh, here we are, just free entertainment for him. Um, but I don't think necessarily it's going to be nefarious. I, I think Diz wants us to believe that. Um, but I, I, I think we'll be okay. Famous last words. Okay. Do you think Stenazi is a little concerned and considered... She just showed up out of nowhere and now she's trapped underground 
with his disembodied voice well, and these well, complete strangers. He, here's here's the thing: Stanasi's absolutely like terrified, absolutely terrified. Um, but Are you like I the think Hulk? you're always terrified. Yeah, I'm always terrified. I'm always chaotic. That's how I, that's how I survive. Um, no, Stanasi's absolutely terrified. Um, but I think that's why, again, she felt that kind of uh, kindred type connection with you, and uh, was like, you know, as long as I'm with this one who stood up for me, who has um, allowed me to join along in the journey. Um, she feels sort of safe, you know, definitely scared though. Definitely scared. Fair. It's fair. Well, say you, Buck, what are your thoughts on the mayor so far? That he's a lonely individual that likes to fuck around. Is he going to find out? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that on a character sheet. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Features and trait likes to fuck around. <laughs> also, you got to put in quote, I walk a lonely road. The only road that I have ever known. <laughs> you don't know where it goes. <laughs> what you don't know, Chad, is that the mayor of Waterdeep is the one that actually created the D&D map that we use all the time. Desolate road. <laughs> it's a metaphor for his life. Wow. Oh, that's sad. Wow. I, that makes, mm, I that that makes so much yeah. more sense now, though. Well, I mean, it is in deep water, right? <laughs> but I'll say here, JD's not worried about him as much as he is Huck, which is why he, he grabbed Huck and had Huck go with him. Yeah. Because nobody else has seen what Huck became. Or shifts to when he's down and out. And that is true. We know that Huck has a secret as well. And JD, being the only one that was close enough to see it, didn't want, if there was something happened, want somebody else in the room. Yeah. If Huck does that again. Fair. Good reasoning. Because JD feels like if he's got to put his friend down, he should be this friend down by himself yeah but he's gonna try to save him as much as he can beforehand hmm. building on that if you think something were to happen and hook were to change while you're in that room and you did put him down as it were do you feel like there would be repercussions from the party once just theoretically everyone gets out of the rooms well if JD had to put Huck down, there would be a whole hell of a lot of potions and med kits that he went through before he fucking <laughs> fully put Huck down. Yeah. Because JD is all but a combat medic. And so if anything, I think I'd have to put it, you know, hit him with a wing shot and put his ass prone and fix him to start with and if I, I used utilized everything and put him down and had to actually put him out of his misery then at that point it would be like look believe me or not this is what went down when we get to the mayor you can ask him if he saw what the hell happened prior to me putting him down because i'm pretty sure the mayor can see what the hell's going on in here he I mean, knew I there was assume so he, he knew there was 10 of us yeah we know, though, now, because of that, the mayor is not a gully dwarf. 
<laughs> because he can count to 10. That is right. <laughs> All right. So, Ellen, thoughts on the mayor so far? Ellen's concerned, but uh, Kyrie's a bit distracted right now and honestly doesn't really give a shit about the mayor um, because you know, of how much Diz decided he was going <laughs> to fuck with her head. <laughs> this, this woman has spent 18 years avoiding pirates for reasons. And and this man is like, no, you guys are going to be up into a town. By the way, you recognize that one ship. Yeah, oh, we're in Jacksboro City right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and then she also has not been on a boat in 18 years, because that's a whole thing. Mr. Tortuga, if you will. It's true. We are in Tortuga. So she's not doing great right now and highly stressed. So at this point, she's like, all right, we're away from the shit that's bugging me. I can relax now. So Mare's not bugging her. So Kyrie's, in fact, relieved to be in this situation. Instead oh, yeah. of outside with the pirates. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She as they were walking through town, she was like, "I swear to fuck if they hired that damn ship." I oh, wish yeah. I wish Diz would have DM'd me which ship it was because JD would have walked right down that plank right up to the <laughs> yeah. captain. Uh, to Only be person fair, that would know is me. Uh, to be you. fair, I'm surprised Diz didn't lead us that way, just to have Kyrie freak out more. <laughs> That'd be too far. <laughs> hey, I asked too him. Far. I asked him if which ships look like they're ready to get underway, right? So if this would have been it like is, this yeah. one out of these three are the only ones that look like it's going underway, and it was her ship, that's on this. Yeah. Telling yeah. me this is the only one that JD went right down through there like he did the other ship. <laughs> I'd like to think he took pity on me. That's hey, what there were some like rolls there. There were some rolls there that kind of helped decide what was going to happen so thank god and rolls went in your favor <laughs> thank god uh, all right uh final question that i have uh what is your all's thoughts right now on the puzzle rooms are you a little little feel a little bit of trepidation are you excited where where is that kind of in your back both as the character in the puzzle room and as also as the player because i'll be honest with you i hate puzzles i'm not good at them i don't like them and when they when i get to a point in a video game and puzzles start happening i'm like well frig this sucks. at least at least one room is timed that's true and at least one room is timed so like for me I'm nervous as the player, not just not, you know, Sir Eldrick really doesn't care because he's not a smart man. <laughs> to, to be fair, he is not very intelligent. Uh, but as me, the player, I am, I'm a little concerned. And uh, yeah, Lady K brings up a very good point. She has Josh in her room, which is not fair. <laughs> because uh josh 
uh, who plays in, in our campaign and also DMs another one that we're in. Uh, he's very good at puzzles. He's very good at, at like D and D style puzzles. He 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 just is. It's it's just a. He's been playing D and D so long. He kind of knows how puzzles work. And I think also he probably is just good at puzzles. To be honest with you. And like I said, I'm not. So I'm envious of anybody who is. But uh, uh, Ellen, what do you think, both as you and as Kyrie, about the puzzle room? I'm nervous, but also excited because. Uh, mm-hmm no shade to my old dms they weren't the best at putting together puzzles so i'm excited to see something different um Kyrie, same situation as with the mayor she's she's a little distracted um she's just very much in a let's get this shit over with kind of viewpoint about it as was evidenced by her all right guys let's just split up and make sure people who can communicate with each other are in each room but beyond that she's very much with fuck it let's get it done all right also building on the fact that the puzzle rooms force us to split the party i also want to throw that in there because that is like D rule one never split the party but uh okay uh regan what are your thoughts So, as as the player, now knowing that one of the rooms is tied, I want to take back and walk back my statement earlier where I wasn't too nervous. I thought it was going to be all fun and games. Um, no, uh, I, you know, I think, uh, I think Diz really wants us to be scared, but uh, he's not, he's not going to take us all out. I don't, I don't think he really truly mm. wants to do, do that. I think he wants to put the, is. I think he wants to put the fear in us a little bit, um, but not necessarily take us all out. Um, as as the Nasi, um, there there is there is some nerves there, um, mainly mainly tied to the fact that um, when she has been put against the wall, a lot of things tend to to not go in her favor. Um, so. There's definitely some some fear there in her, um, and again, being around a strange group, right? Like, so so we're playing this as if uh, it was that night with the tentacles, where half the party damn near died. So she's already kind of high strung, right? Um, and then having had to open up to the other party uh, a little bit about her past, so she's feel, she's feeling very vulnerable, and now getting thrown into the situation where she's halfway across the world uh doesn't know where she's at doesn't know who she's with um and now having to figure out some puzzles so um yeah so there's there's some trepidation for her um and then again for me like i like puzzles so i think it'll be a fun little test of wits but i don't think this is going to kill us (laughs) again famous last words that's true famous last words knocks on wood again (laughs) don't the dm the not the knot with the tentacles. That's yeah, or as, as Sly funny. called it, hentai night. Yeah, it's <laughs> I want to ask, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, <laughs> it, it's if there's time, I'll I'll fill you in. All I okay. know is I've seen enough hentai to know where that goes. <laughs> it definitely went somewhere that night. <laughs> All right, what say Not you both about uh, nope. 
about the puzzle rooms. Superstore. As a yeah. player, I know Divs purposely left out bits and pieces of each room to wait to the next episode because he knows how my brain works and he knows if he'd have gave me all the details of that room, I'd have had it mapped out before we even started two weeks from now. Um, so he did that on purpose. Uh, as far as you know, you talking about splitting the party. JD's been away from the party for over half the campaign. Yeah. JD's background is to go in on his own, do what he needs to do and get out. He's not worried about the fact that the party's not with him and all he's got is Huck. That's not a big deal. Um, JD mainly wants to get this task over with to get to the next objective, which is to ask the mayor what he needs to ask the mayor about what's going on and see mm -hmm. what information they can acquire. So to JD, this is just a little obstacle that has to be overcome to get to the next objective. Okay, so JD not worried at all. All right. But Buck definitely knows Diz did that on purpose, where he's like, here's the room layout, but that's all I've given you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers. Because <laughs> I would have mapped that shit out and been like, all right, I got this figured out. Let's do this. I <laughs> just rolled right on. But uh, Lady Chaotic's been talking about soup and tentacle soup, and now all the thing I can think of in my head is tonight I dine on tentacle soup. <laughs> At the uh, which, if you don't know where, if you don't know where that came from, Chad, you're too young to watch the show. This is true. Leave Rican. He done told you to leave Shreve. Leave. <laughs> That's twice now. I'm never gonna be, out, I guess. I'm never uh, going to be invited back, chat. Uh, uh, okay, so now we come to the final part of the show where I open it up for everybody. So, chat, if you have a question for either the DM or the players that are in the episode, right now is your chance to ask that. Also, players, feel free. You can ask the DM or each other questions. DM, same. So, uh, has anybody got any questions? A uh, big side has a question. It said, "Did Andros say that to Astra at the soup store?" The answer is, we don't know because they don't have any memory of the soup store. But I'm going to say, probably yes. Uh, Reekin Locks Domain wants you to bring back the full fro. Oh, <laughs> what up, Locks? I mean, first of all, <laughs> hey, Locks, how are you, bud? exactly oh my god locks it's been a while it has um we are we are working towards a a halloween special this year so the long hair will hopefully be here nice not nice. a fro i'm i'm gonna throw it out here. too now because i've been trying to do this for like three years and it hasn't happened yet but i do plan on having a halloween special D, &D episode <laughs> special one-off this year for halloween so I'll, this time, I'll start helping you right now <laughs> we'll, we'll need to because uh this will be uh my chance to dm for a one-off and i'm kind of crazy so need maps hold on to i know a boats. couple crazy people that like to make maps <laughs> they're, they're all going to be variations of desolate road um, i was gonna say oh, aren't no. they all just desolate road they're Hell all desolate no. road just a different, com just uh, different apparently uh, ellen has not seen what i've stuff. been working on that's true uh, i'm gonna make a map 
and it will look normal like some other map and then i'll zoom way in and all the pixels will be just desolate (laughs) 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 oh shit damn it oh man okay diz i have a question any regrets about letting me have that armor no none at all the one thing you'll learn about me as we go is I I don't care if like you have something that's super overpowered in the game. Like I accept the challenge and we keep going with it. Um because it just makes it more fun. I find. Some DMs are like, no, you can't be an air cocker because they can fly right over the traps and stuff. I'm like, forget mm-hmm. it. I'll put traps on the ceiling. Or something like that. I'll figure out I mean, something. That is way how to that song goes, right? Oh, what a feeling. There's traps on the ceiling. Yeah. God. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it, Clan. Every time. I'll hang here. I'm here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Unless she's a changeling, then don't tip her. Correct. Also, I will say that Rude. I'm not good at See, now you're getting it. It's usually me as the tiefling aficionado. Now you're getting it. Listen, all I know, all I know, Clan, is I'm very excited if uh, Diz does want to do a little, a little thing with Stanasi and Scarlet after having to flirt with you with my other Tiefling Bard character. <laughs> that is that is a moment that will forever haunt my mind. <laughs> uh, also, just so everybody knows, Sly is threatening to kill the party the next go around. Oh, I saw. Okay, so just so everybody's aware. Slide slide me like a, a five or ten spot for St. Jude, and I'll roll one for you. <laughs> like, that's fair, right? Yeah. So, any other questions? Bueller? Anybody got any questions? Do you guys like dragons? Um, just a general question I'm throwing out. There. It doesn't have to do with anything. Yes. Either. Yes. Do, do you want to know what my favorite color dragon is? Yes. Yeah, that would be I'm great. scared to say yes, but yes. I, 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 I love some uh, blue blue dragons. Uh, blue dragons are my favorite too. Uh, mine as well. Even though they're evil, I do like them. They're, they're not evil. They're dragon. just misunderstood. We started out. Oh, no, there's there's the, straight up evil. Uh, the last campaign with a blue dragon it was in like the maybe the first or second episode i think it's the second this if i had to pick my favorite animal reality wise it'd be a wolf fantasy wise would be a dragon yep i I like dragons definitely guys get ready for a (laughs) dragon next saturday however if uh, we pass the not not all blue dragons are evil yeah, they're just so, misunderstood. Safira in the Inheritance series Aww. is blue, and she is not evil. In D and D, all blue, all chromatic dragons are evil. Yes, but he just said <laughs> in general. He didn't say D and D related. So, so in my book, they're evil, but uh, they are my favorite, and I they like can cast lightning, dragons. which is also amazing. They, that's the breath weapon. Dragons are cool. They can Emperor Palpatine everybody. Oh, also, uh, someone got that uh, homebrew helmet that I had made, right? The uh, yes, the it's in one? 
it, it's in JD's bag right now. I like that. <laughs> it's just sitting in the bag now. So the helmet is going to climb out of the bag and murder everybody. Just get ready for it. Because uh, Huck has not taken his items back yet. And that is one of Huck's items that he acquired. Huck's probably forgotten about it. You're probably, probably right. Probably. I mean, more well, than likely, yes. Like Huck, Huck and Russ. IRL or, yeah, I was going to say, Huck, was it Huck or Russ? Russ which one both. forgot about both. it? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Any further questions from chat, from the players, or from the DM? Is are you gonna kill me? Well, I yes. try every time. I'm just really bad yes. at it. Magic Eight Ball says high probability. Especially if you roll the one. That's. If, well, if Stadasi does something that involves Regan rolling a one, we're all in trouble. Listen, well, no, listen, just the ones no, 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 in the room. Really, with, really, with just her. you, Clan. I've read some of that wild magic shit. Oh, God. don't let me, don't let me roll a one and then a forty-five. That's all I'm saying. That's it. And we can, and we customized so, it a little bit, didn't we? We did, we did. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple there. Stadasi yeah, killed no. like two of us the first session. Was it, it wasn't we the first session. Was it the first session? It was like the first session. It was the first session after we left town. Yeah, yeah. Stanasi yeah. did that, and yeah, maybe Meridius had to had to run her ass down in the middle of the forest yeah, she, in she, full plate mail to catch her. She cast arms of Hadar, and uh, the tentacles came. Oh, well, the tendrils, but yes, the tentacles came out. More tentacles. <laughs> so oh, by the way, if, if you want to see Don't that, like your reaction to that clan. You just got there on our uh, YouTube uh, slash Nerdicopia underscore network, and it's one of those episodes uh, labeled "Not Actually Heroes: The Forgotten." Um, I think it's like episode two or three. I think three. it's like episode. Yeah, I think it's like episode yeah, three. Episode two, yeah. Something First. like that. You can get it out there, and you can see exactly what we're talking. Watch <laughs> them all. A- episode one chat. Clan also died, which is why he's confused. He got shot by a knoll while laying down next to a fire, and he died then. And we had to revive him. So, and you died twice by the fire. Yes, everybody killing clan Mordecai. I mean, depending on the character, I might get it. But Mordecai, I really like Mordecai. I like Mordecai as well. Diz doesn't like did not. <laughs> Diz doesn't like him as a whole apparently because he keeps trying to kill him. <laughs> Somebody did say fireball. That is a misconception in a lot of groups. I know we joke about it, but some people actually think, and some DMs actually do it, that the DM is actually really trying to kill the part. It's not the DM. It's like you guys play characters. Every character that I play, it's almost like I have to change my mind to be that character and try to think how they would they would think uh so how do you how do you balance that out you. uh it's it's difficult uh i think i've developed uh like multiple personalities um <laughs> doing this. So, uh, it, it can be difficult you know in the beginning in the cataclysm when we first started the cataclysm campaign i was co-dming with this and so before that i'd only had experience on the player side of everything so then I was helping Diaz, uh, Diaz plan uh, encounters, 
and story beats and alternate paths if things went one way or went another way or whatever. So there's a, there is a lot to keep track of. But, you know, in the first campaign, Diz would say to me a lot, you know, I don't know what to do because you're basically superheroes. And how do I fight a gang of superheroes? And I was like, well, he's overreacting. He's, he's but no, it's, it's the truth. Like, um, building an encounter, let's say, uh, you know, when we would build it in encounter builder on D and D beyond, we would go in and scale it out. You know, did we have these number of characters? The characters are this level. Unless we made the encounter super deadly the party would mow over it no problem like wouldn't even a bump in the road so i mean unless diz makes an encounter where there is mortal danger to the party the party is unstoppable and, and that is one thing i've noticed being on on that side of it for a little while was that you know, as the player, you think, well, your your class or your character isn't that strong, right? Because they're always taking damage. So I can't cast enough spells. I don't have really good spells or I don't have these really good abilities yet, yada, yada, yada. When in fact, the DM is scrambling to try to find a fight that's going to last more than two turns. Just because literally the characters, once they get to like level five, start becoming superheroes. And then it gets worse as they hit, you know, 10, 15, and 20. You're a freaking demigod, pretty much. But, you know, it, it's it's difficult having to scale that. Uh, so that's one thing that I've, I've took from it, is that it's it's very uh, very hard, very time-consuming. And don't let Clan fool you, chat. He purposely wants to kill the party. He wanted to send four vampires at us in an encounter when we were not big enough to take on four vampires. In uh, in my Halloween special, six vampires. The question is, what level are we going to get to be? <laughs> well, then we're all dead round three. So, lady was asking about. Um, she was calling the old alchemist that you guys encountered. Um, in the next room past the beholders. Had uh, it. The room of the beholders. Yeah. Had it. Just double checking his um, name. As you guys named him. Um, she wanted to know, is there a chance that he would have attacked? Um, my answer to her in the chat there was, you know, he, he seemed really nice. And personally, I don't think he would have. But I wouldn't say it's, it's off never the table. Not, no. <laughs> It's never a hundred percent no. I mean, Diz let everybody that rob that dude blind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, yes. you robbed you robbed him blind and then uh, lied to him about doing experiments. And he smiled and waved us away. Yep. Or, yeah. Figuratively, I don't know if he actually smiled, but <laughs> he was like, "Bye, come back and visit." <laughs> yeah, it, it's never. It's never a 100% yes, this would be it. There's always like that, you know, roll a D100. If I roll a one, then yeah, all hell breaks loose. If somebody does something really fucking stupid. That, that is also yeah. always a possibility. Yarman. <clears throat> I mean, Man. what? <laughs> Stanasi rolling a one in the middle of meeting the mayor. 
I mean, in, fa- break loose in fairness, that that's not that's not me acting stupid. That's the rules just not liking me as per usual. No, he said hey, rolling a one, all hell will break loose. I said you, you rolling a the, one. You remember the other rule, right? That we talked about with Stanasi. I don't uh, think anybody else knows it. We we didn't get a chance to use it if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Let me double check it. Hold on. I think so. Oh no, we don't have it written down. I can tell you. I mean, uh, if you don't care for everybody to know, but uh, I think everybody I mean, kind of already knew. Uh, as it kind of, I think it happened a couple times. <laughs> Which one was that? No, or I can send it to you privately. But uh, send it to me privately, real quick. There, there private. is a, there is a. Are you, are, you, are you talking about one of the ones on the table though? Let's see. Ellen Disney. No, 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 no not on the table. Oh, what, I see what actually causes you I to roll it. on the tables? Oh no, I don't I don't remember that one. Yeah. Why can't I find <laughs> I just sent you a Discord message there. All right. Any other questions? Ain't it when he goes unconscious or oh, yeah. she goes yeah, unconscious? Yeah. yeah, there was another trigger. I'm I'm pretty sure that's because, what it was. Because yeah, that no, that's happened what it was. in the cave. That's what it was. So there are two triggers for Stanasi's kind of wild magic. One we know but of. That one you know? that one that one that one was random though. That one was it was you were gonna randomly I think you were rolling against that. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be fun, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Looking forward to it, Regan. I love it when right. I but later on when uh, when we play the other campaign. I'm kind of going kind of gauge where Stanasi was in this one to and kind of line up the timelines with them. Well, so, so I I do want to say I did bump her up a little bit because I I believe she was at two and a half. So I did at least bump her up to four to be on level with everyone else for this one. She should be six. You're right? you're all you're over <laughs> six right now. Okay, then maybe I, maybe she was at four and what I bumped level? her to six. Yeah, because four is what we were in. Okay, so that's, that's what it was. That's what it was then. I bumped her up from four to six. Yeah. Just just so that I wouldn't die so quickly. Not that I won't there die, you. just not as quickly. There you go. All right. Anybody got any final questions for the players, Diz, me, anybody? Need like Jeopardy music to play right now. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so with that, we are going to call this episode of After the Roll done and in the books. Thanks everyone for coming by and watching us live, listening to us in your car or while you're exercising on the go or whatever, or watching us later on YouTube or at the soup store or at the soup <laughs> store. As for the tentacle soup, uh, you'll mm. love it. Also, thank you. To I don't our know if that's allowed on Germany. any of thank those you. platforms. It's called <laughs> Just saying. L Kraken. That's the soup. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we will be back in two weeks with another episode of After the Roll. That one will be episode four because this is three, and that's how numbers work, chat. Are you sure? Uh, I think it's going to be episode five. Oh my! Don't do this to me. Uh, and then join us next thursday for everyone's favorite font of negativity here on twitch three old men yelling at cloud 
where uh, Diz, Double Buck, and myself get together and talk about how things were better when we were younger and all the young people suck. Wow. We love you too. Because they don't know any of the good shit anymore. Current people excluded. Nope, nope, they're included. They don't know all the good shit either, like turtle soup. However, yes, please go somewhere and watch the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. (laughs) Because one... It's one of the best shows ever made. I was negative nine. one years old at the time. And, so and two, I'm not going to say because I think it might upset some people. Hey, uh, Riku, <laughs> I have it on DVD. Do we need to have a watch along in Discord? No, what is a DVD, sir? I don't know what the DVD is. We will. Negative. All right, I'm making a trip to Texas. I'm taking out some people. <laughs> there you go. Actually, I don't have to make it. I'll just call in my buddies. Oh, dang. All right, and then of course this Saturday is D and D over on it. On, I almost said the old name on Big Slide TV's channel, Twitch.tv slash Big Slide TV. Uh, I think that's called Worlds Collide, see- right? Yes, Worlds Collide. You know what? I will. Uh, I will. I will say that that is that is correct, sir. That you are correct. <laughs> so there it is in chat. You can go there watch that this Saturday. And then, of course, uh, on Monday nights at 10.30 p.m. Eastern here, wherever you're watching this, you can catch Super Retro Game Show Extreme, where we explore the wonderful world of retro gaming. Uh, We have already played five Zelda games, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, uh, Zelda 2, The Adventure Link, Link to the Past, and just, just completed this past Monday, Ocarina of Time. And you're saying, Clan Diesel, what are you doing this Monday? Are you doing Majora's Mask? No, we're not. We're taking a small break to play something else, to cleanse the palate, if you were. And then we're going to start up with Majora's Mask because, you know what? It's our show. We'll do whatever we fucking want. What if I give you four tier three subs apiece? Can we have Majora's Mask on Monday? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If you gift us four tier three subs apiece, we'll do whatever you want us to do. And you can take that how you will, Chad. We'll, we'll put that cosplay back on and play what Yes! <laughs> Except I'll dress up as Tiffa one more time. But can hey. y'all do it here? Clint said whatever I wanted. Can y'all do it here? I mean, we can try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the process of trimming down, losing some weight. As soon as I get to the weight I want to be, I'm definitely putting the cosplay back on because it's going to look a lot better. Did this last time. Listen, all I can say in a long headed, uh, in a long haired wig and tight leather uh, skirt, uh, uh, me and my movies look great. <laughs> oh, if I may need to shave her, her belly, I don't know. <laughs> Post that to the OnlyFans, the belly <laughs> yep. shaving video. And then uh, a week from Saturday, Diz, are you running? Your campaign a week from Saturday, or is that an off week, or what are we doing? We don't know yet, do we? Uh, so this Saturday slide, the next Saturday yep. will be uh, us again. So yeah, when, okay, so on. join that over yep. at Diz's channel, of course. You can go there and catch our D&D campaign, Not Actually Heroes Cataclysm Live. And then I think that's it. Anybody have anything else they want to plug? Now is the time. Tiltify.com slash Reconstreams. I'm raising money for St. Jude between now and May 31st. 
I'm matching up to $250 in donations because all revenue made uh, through Twitch will be donated at the end of the month as well. So if you want to help the kids of St. Jude, uh, if you want to help with their research that they share worldwide uh, to eradicate childhood cancers and other diseases, uh, give it check it out, tiltify.com forward slash reconstreams. There you go, chat. I highly recommend you do that. It'll be fun and it is going to be a great cause. So with that, I think we've plugged everything. Ellen, is there anything you want to say before we go? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I don't believe that, but okay. She will I'm probably just, tell us. Remember, I am and Ellen. I just am here for the experience. <laughs> and what an experience it is. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new slogan. <laughs> All right, chat. So uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for lurking. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we thank you. Be sure to come back next time. And uh, we hope that all your roles are nat 20s. Thanks. <laughs>